Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roll and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most high dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nation I remember of, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolation he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease at the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow, shatters the spear. He burns the shield with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Well, good morning again. All you are listening to this on tablets, computers, phones, or whatever you are. As the church door shuts, a browser window opens, and things are rather different, aren't they? But we still all need God's word. We're going to do our best to keep bringing it to you. Now's our chance to show the world that the Christian faith is not and never was about buildings. Let's pray, shall we? Father God, thank you that your word is true and that you feed us with it. Lord, we ask you to do just that now. Feed our souls and our hearts, we ask, with yourself. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, I don't know how this week has left you feeling. Annoyed, scared, weak and wobbly, not really sure what to feel. Certainly many people are feeling they need somewhere they'd like to go and hide and that they don't have much strength in all this. So this is a good psalm to look at this morning. It's sometimes called Luther's psalm because whenever Martin Luther heard discouraging news, he would say, come, let us sing Psalm 46. And of course, his great hymn of the Reformation, A Mighty Fortress is Our God, is based on this psalm. The psalm starts where we should, God. You hear all the things on the news and you're scrolling through Facebook and Twitter and all these things and perhaps the anxiety rises in your heart and God's word says, stop, look up to your heavenly Father. The world has changed dramatically in this last couple of weeks, hasn't it? And the next few weeks look rather grim too. And God hasn't changed a bit. Not a bit. So before we look into the future, let's reorientate ourselves 
with our Heavenly Father. I think probably quite a few of our problems stem from starting from ourselves rather than from him. We change all the time, after all. So where are we? We're in God's hands. No better place to be. Nobody and nothing can pull us out of there. Surrounded by everlasting love and strength, in God's gaze and in God's grace. If you're asking, well, where is he then? The psalm answers, right there, beside you. God has not gone away. The psalm says he is very present to help, an ever-present help in time of trouble, a rock. The Bible doesn't always say that you will always feel the close presence of God. It is glorious when that happens, but until we're in heaven, our feelings and emotions are not always a very good uh, reflection of spiritual reality. God is present, bidden or unbidden, in our lives. He's with us right now. He is both transcendent and closer to you than your very breath. When we see troubling things or hear scary stuff, we shall pause, pause and worship, pause and lift up our eyes. We are neither alone nor forgotten. God cares, he knows, and he's all for you. The psalm says, when you've done that, you can take a hard look at whatever is frightening you. Take a good look around and don't be phased, because God was, is, and forever will more, more will be your refuge and your strength. That's why it says, therefore, we will not fear. Now, we're used to living in a bit of a cocoon shell, aren't we, in Western Europe? Good services, good food, order, schools, hospital, transport, the rule of law. But it wasn't always so for God's people, and it isn't for millions of our brothers and sisters this morning around the world who are worshipping him without many of these. We live in a world where the earth does give way sometimes, when things we thought were massive and immovable and never going to change, like the mountains, abruptly do so. When wave after wave of rough waters come, enough to shake anyone's comfort and composure. When our creature comforts desert us, and they can, God does not. This world can change, suddenly and utterly, in quite a short time. Be it earthquake, flooding, pandemic, political change, war, and environmental catastrophe. It can. We're called to be Christians, not escapists. The psalm seems to say, visualize it, think. Imagine mountains falling and floods crashing over you. Don't turn your gaze away. Rather, look at it with faith in your heart that God is God and that he's right there with you. 
A clearer translation of verses 2 to 3 would be something like, Therefore we fear not the changing of the earth, and in the slipping of the mountains into the heart of the sea, roar, troubled are its waters. Selah, stop, think, imagining. Therefore we will not fear. The Bible says a lot of that, you know. God knows what our hearts and minds are like. He knows how quickly we become anxious. He knows how very readily we look around to this world for our comfort and how readily we trust anything but him. But any fortress we build ourselves will be found wanting. Any strength but God's will be shown to be weakness. God knows how weak and feeble we are and he loves us just the same. So the Bible says again and again, don't be afraid. God's response to our fright is that of a compassionate father saying, I'm here, don't be afraid. Anxiety and panic aren't good for faith, are they? Faith, in fact, has been uh, defined as refusal to panic. Faith often does still the anxiety in our hearts. But sometimes the fear doesn't subside and we have to choose to follow God anyway. You ever been swimming in the sea and it's got a bit rough, thrown you around a bit and winded you and left you feeling shaky and a bit scared with wobbly knees? This world is like that more often than we would like to imagine, actually. Then the psalm moves on from rough waters to calm ones. It talks about a river with rivulets making glad the city of God. Think of the river as the flow of God's grace and love to us and the rivulets as his promises that just get everywhere. They never stop coming. They refresh, they supply, they keep us going. These streams refresh the church above and the church here below. Water can be refreshing and joyful too, can't it? Do you remember Ezekiel's vision, in Ezekiel 30, 47 rather, of the big river that comes out of the temple, starting as a stream and becoming a huge great river and him going progressively deeper into it, into God. Because the difference is the presence of God. The holy place of the Most High. Anywhere is holy if God is there. And where God is, there is joy. God is not wrong-footed or surprised or worried. Our Father in the heavens is a solid, reliable Father and reassuring as ever. That's how the Lord's Prayer starts, doesn't it? Our Father in the heavens. It puts everything else into perspective. Even if heaven and earth are shaking, the church isn't because God is in her. I will build my church, the Lord Jesus said, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. If we are besieged, well, Christ is besieged with us. If the Lord of hosts is in the middle of us, we shouldn't 
just be like people who don't know him, who have no hope. For one thing, God's timing for everything is just right. It may not always seem so to us at the time, but the psalm says God helps us at the turn of the morning. People sometimes say in difficult times, don't they, but the sun will rise again tomorrow, and it will. Things may get quite dark, but the darkest night, as they say, is just before the dawn. There is always an oncoming morning for the Christian man or woman. God will get the timing right. He wants us to look up to him. He does know about our weakness, our foolishness and our limited perspective. He really does. And he is most assuredly coming at break of day. What's it like to be a nation without God and without regard for him? Well, verses 6 or 7 contrast and compare that with God's people. Nations and kingdoms rise, empires do. They flourish, they're shaken, they fall, often suddenly. God raises up and God puts down. He has not left his throne, he is still almighty. And says the psalm, one day God will wrap up the kingdoms of this world and say, no more. Because no order in this world is forever. But to God's people, this psalm says, Yahweh, the great I am, is right here with us. The God of the heavenly hosts. God knows we ourselves are frail and we are dust. But God is emphatically not frail and he invites us to be sheltered by him. Whatever hosts may seem to be lined up against you, the Lord of hosts is standing right next to you. The church will survive this world and it will be in heaven when the world is in ruins. Now you probably know that the idea of shelter comes up a lot in the Bible. Think of Jesus uh, weeping over Jerusalem in Matthew 23, saying he would have loved to gather Jerusalem's children under his wings like chicks under a mother's wings, and they would not. Remember Proverbs 18, saying the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. Or the prophet Nahum saying the Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. Do you remember Boaz saying to Ruth, who had come back from Moab with Naomi, saying, may you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Or Psalm 91, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High, will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Our refuge and shelter is not a place, it's a person. And indeed, lots of the Psalms and prophets have language like that. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. 
Do you remember Jacob, Isaac's son, in the book of Genesis? Jacob wasn't a very nice man, actually. He was a twister, a deceiver, a liar, and a manipulator. He was a fixer who would try everything else before he would try God. And God came to him again and again. He rescued him repeatedly. He brought Jacob back to himself repeatedly. He gave him a couple of wives, 12 sons and numerous daughters, and made him head of God's people Israel, even changing his name to do so. When he was an old man, Jacob was actually still rather manipulative of his family, but he was also deeply a man of God, intuitive and prophetic. Do you get it? God is utterly faithful. He keeps his covenants. He cares for and supplies his people, even when, frankly, they don't deserve it. Because God is a God of mighty grace. His grace, his love and his kindness are not frail either. God isn't just mighty in creation. You look out into the night sky and see what he's made and then you read that there is so much further than you can see out there. And God is mighty to save. He is mighty to protect and he takes the long view. And with us too, praise him. It's not that God doesn't care about this world either. All this tumult and war and disorder, God is going to bring to an end. Breaking the bow, smashing the spear, burning chariots up. He only has to say the word. Imagine him saying to them, be still and know that I am God, or more accurately, desist, stop it. Be quiet, shut up. That's a pretty good translation. Do you remember the disciples in a boat with Jesus on Lake Galilee in Mark 4? And that violent storm that blew up so that even the hardened sailors were really frightened. And Jesus got up and said just those words, be quiet, be still. And as devout Jews they would have finished the verse in their mind and know that I am God. Do you remember just afterwards they looked at him and when they saw the calm around them that's when they were really frightened and said, who is this? Even the waves obey him. They do indeed. God has not left his throne. He is almighty and he's with us. So now, we seem to be heading into some uncharted waters as regards events, don't we? It looks like the next few weeks will be really disrupted and difficult. How should we, as God's church, use this time? Well, our remit, our instructions have not changed. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. Lift your eyes to him and worship. Love him from your heart. Ask him to fill your heart with faith, love and trust. You have a bit more time on your hands. Talk to him. Pray. Ask for what you need. Do it through the day. Set your phone or your watch 
to bleep and remind you to pray. Be instructed by him. Feed yourself from the Bible. Schedule it into your day. Maybe in one go, maybe in a couple of times a day. Starving yourself won't help with COVID-19 and it won't help with spiritual stress in this situation either. Grab hold of your anxious thoughts and bring them into God's presence where you can look at them in a proper perspective and give thanks. Do not forget to thank God and praise him for his faithfulness. By all means, do all kinds of good things for people, but do not forget to worship. Love God first. And then, love other people as yourself. Look sideways at your neighbours, both in the faith and out of it. Be God's hands of grace, compassion and kindness. Remember these dear people who do not yet know the Saviour, have no anchor. Their only strength is their, only, is their internal resources, their friends and their family. Many of them are finding isolation and distancing remarkably difficult. Talk to them over the phone, over the internet. Ask what you can do. Mention your faith in God. Tell them about your Father in the heavens who knows and cares. Help them practically within wisdom. Pray for them. Tell them you are. Ask if they have prayer request, requests. You'll get lots. And if you're listening to this and you don't have faith in the Lord Jesus, well, I will be the best human being I can be to you, but I am only a limited human being. I know a father who cares from the heart about you, who longs to take you under his wings too, for now and forever. And his arms are outstretched to you too. You do not have to keep two metres from him. Faith isn't complicated. It's an outstretched, empty hand to God in trust. His arms are outstretched to you. You stretch yours out to God too. Put your hand in his for now and forever. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you are you. Thank you, Lord, so much that you haven't left us. You're on the throne. You love us. You care for us. You instruct us. You walk with us. Lord, help our hearts to turn firmly to you. And help us, Lord, to be such a blessing to people round about us. Because we ask this for your glory and we ask it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.